Welcome to episode number six. Matt gets his own episode. <laughs> the time has come. That's funny shit. We've been out camping out in the desert for since Thursday. Today's Monday. Today. So four days or so. Yep. It is definitely Monday. We're in the Mojave Desert right now, sitting next to a nice warm campfire. That next we got to a going. washed out road <laughs> that we had to traverse. We uh, spent last night a little further north. Well, let's. What do you wanna we could just start from the beginning. Start from we the rolled beginning. out of San Diego. Yeah, we rolled out of San Diego on Thursday. If you guys have been listening to previous episodes then you know Matt's been hanging around for a while and um, he came down to San Diego while I was in San Diego and hit me up and uh, we'd been friends for uh, almost a couple years now Um, so yeah he he asked if I wanted to do some traveling and road tripping and I said of course you can count on me so um, yeah it's been you know since Thursday today's Monday night um We've been just <coughs> kind of camping in different spots. Uh, the first spot was that secret spot we can't talk about, but um, we headed south from there and we've been in the Mojave Desert for a couple of days now. Last night we had a nice little spot we found off the side of the road. Yeah, it was awesome. Down a little dirt road. Um, already a fire pit kind of pre-made yeah. by someone already with a bunch of nice sized rocks. Plenty of firewood. Plenty of firewood. Well, we brought the firewood from uh, where we were previous, so that was smart. This is true. But, yeah. um, which was good because there's the stuff out here in the desert. There's really nothing to burn. Um, there's some dried up shrubs and the roots you can kind of get a fire started, but it's doesn't yeah, last too long. No fuel logs. So, yeah, what do we do? We... Uh, we actually slept outside last night. We just laid our mats down next to the fire and cowboy camped. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We had a nice dinner. Um, we've been cooking without propane. Yeah, we this haven't whole had trip. to touch it. It's been nice. Yeah, just cooking on open, open campfires for the past uh, four nights or so, and it's been really a treat. Everything tastes so much better. Yeah. Doing a lot of uh, cooked on a rock. Yeah, we cooked on a rock today. That went pretty well. It seemed to heat up better than the skillet. So, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, just skillets on open fires. Um, cast iron works really well. We've been doing veggies. What did we do last night? We did uh, chili. Yeah, we did a can of chili. We just opened the chili, left the lid kind of. We basically, did, I didn't take it all the way off. I left it to where it would pop open and then pop back shut so that I could just stick it in the fire. So I took the wrapper off the chili can and then stuck it in there. And then obviously it's got some air to breathe through with the uh, the can being opened. And it cooks pretty quickly. And then you can throw some seasoning in there if you want. And then we did that and we kind of just used spoons and ate it like it was out of the fire. And then... Um, we did some potato slices on the skillet with some coconut oil, and um, we did really basic last night. It was kind of, I yeah. wasn't too hungry. No. 
tonight we did kind of the same thing. We did chili again, turkey chili, um, with some zucchini and some yellow squash and some sweet potato, sweet potato and some onions oh, and yum. coconut oil all seasoned and sizzled over the fire again. This fire is this fire is sick. Yeah. But um, yeah, we we've kind of today we it took a little longer to find the spot to camp. We finally found one. We went down this road, and you're kind of worried with the. I know that van's new to you. Yeah, but. man, it's my baby. I didn't want to cash it out too soon, but no, it was good. Um, there was a couple spots that, like roads that we went down that were okay, but hardly too, roads. Yeah, they're in. There was a couple that were too close to railroads, and you worry about, you know, that whole situation. But uh, yeah, yeah we got roads. a good spot now. When I came through the Mojave Desert last time, I didn't really stop at camp. It was more just to get through in, in an alternate route, stay yeah. off the highways. But, man, I noticed even the main road through the desert is terrible. Yeah, it's um, awful. It's littered it with really just bad. bigger rocks, bigger, you know, stones and things like that. I don't that. think and much of it's been maintained for It hasn't been maintained in forever. But it's funny, too, though, because when we, we so we hiked up, there's, like, uh, triplet peaks or something, you know, three peaks around where we stayed last night. So we went up to uh, the center peak that we were closest to and got to the top, and we were pretty much the only people out here. It seems <coughs> like it's a pretty underused space. <coughs> well, we're camping during the week. That's true, but I mean, I figured at least with all the trails and the 4x4 uh, stuff, you'd see it a couple Monday I don't know, man. I was just surprised to be this isolated. I think a lot of people that come out here are older folks with uh, families and money that can, you know, that have four wheelers and dirt bikes and yeah, um, off road vehicles and things like that. Because that's, I mean, we've seen so many trailers coming through this area. There's a lot of recreational areas and sand dunes and things like that. Yeah. Um, even that trail we went on today was hardly a trail, but. There's definitely some areas that you need some crazy off-road uh, vehicle to get there. For sure. Hardly wide enough for an actual car. Not for a G20 Chevy van. No, that's for sure. But no, I'm guessing that's... I'm, I don't know. I mean, you don't hear too much about the Mojave, like, on Instagram, things like that. I know Kevin Russ was out here, yeah. and he was doing some hanging out with uh, with that guy and his mules. That was really cool, those photos. Yeah, super, really nice. It's kind of why I wanted to get back out here. But, um, yeah, there's nothing out here except just, I mean, I don't know, like, if, I think you can be either way on the desert. You can obviously be just, like, love it or just, I think a lot of people hate it. There's yeah. not a whole lot of, eh, deserts are, I don't know. Yeah. I you love it. Definitely I think you have to entertain yourself. I think you have, have a whole lot to do. If you've been, then you can say either you love it or hate it. But yeah. if you've been, I, I think you either do love it or hate it. There's no kind of in-between. Um, I think really the season makes a big difference. Cause the I've season. Been... But just it's quiet, you know. It's just yeah. there's nothing out here to do. So if you can kind of like, if you liked, if you're looking to get away, if you're looking to escape from, you know, the everyday chaos, then come out to the desert, yeah. you know. But if you're looking to do a bunch of stuff, um, on your time off, then don't come to the desert because there's nothing out here. For sure. Um, you can do some drugs. Some, <laughs> you can do some drugs. You can do some mushrooms you can and do some thinking. acid and 
but. sit on some rocks and look at the sunset <laughs> and things like that. But uh, yeah, or you can rock climb like in Joshua Tree. Yeah, I, no, I wouldn't rock climb around here. This shit's kind of craggly, but oh, it's so flaky. Yeah, we're super close to Joshua Tree, and it's we were talking about it earlier today how different the desert changes from one spot to the next. But yeah, we're certainly not far from Joshua Tree, and it's an entirely different situation over that way. It's pretty cool. I like the desert. It changes a lot. Unfortunately, I'm not able to rock climb with my shoulder surgery I had a few years back. It's kind of the, the one thing that I was uh, told I shouldn't do. It wasn't a big deal at the time, you know, as long as I, I could surf, that was my main priority. So, like, well, screw rock climbing. I don't, you know, heights are not my Down. thing anyways. But, <laughs> man, when we spent that time in Joshua Tree a few weeks back, I really yeah. kind of... I don't know, we did some scrambling. Yeah, I was going to say, I think there's types of rock climbing that you could definitely do. I mean, that a lot of people could do. Yeah. Uh, I'd say it was more than scrambling what we did, but... It was awesome. It was without ropes, and it was really enjoyable, and it was really sketchy and pushed ourselves, you know. Every bit of it was kind of just trusting and, yeah. and pushing yourself. But, um, yeah, I, I kind of entertained the idea a little bit more of, like, wow, rock climbing would be cool, and... Especially seeing the way those guys live. Those guys live, I mean, to the extreme of, yeah. like, simple and minimal. And, That's the truth. They are know, the... Less is more. In, like, a really mentality. endearing way. The dirtbaggiest of the dirtbags. Yeah, bags. dirt bags. Like, super, super That's what they call guys. them. If you guys are rock climbers, you'll... You'll know. You'll know. I'm not, you know, obviously, you're not going to take offense to it. And for those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about... If you call a rock climber a dirt bag, he's, he's not going to hit you. <laughs> no, I He's probably going to say, thanks, dude. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're like surf bums, you know. They, they, that, the rock climbing's not just something they do for fun. It's, it's, yeah. it's what they do, you know. It's yeah, their well, lifestyle, and they, they, um, they kind of, I don't know, a lot of them live that rock climber lifestyle yeah, I think tour. they're like on a circuit. A circuit, degree. yeah. Yeah. Almost like if they were hockey guys. players or motocross racers, they're on this tour or circuit. Yeah. Yeah. These guys kind of follow the seasons. And they do Yosemite, they do Joshua Tree, they do Red Rocks. I think um, a lot of the guys are international too. I know we met some guys from like northern Italy that came for just the season. They say they come to Joshua Tree every year. Yeah, Canadians. Yeah. Um, we met, who else was in the Australian dude was in that group. Yeah, he was super nice. Everybody was super nice. Yeah, everybody was super friendly. I think that's the coolest thing about some of the traveler communities and the, just the outdoor communities is people come together and share a lot of stuff. And they're just really, I don't know, it's like an instant friendship in a lot of ways. When you get to know people who have these interests that are... I don't know, kind of taboo to some degree. Certainly taking off a lot of time to go live in the dirt and do things you love, you know, is a little taboo. But then you meet people doing it and you're like, wow, this isn't, you know, this is a really neat group of people that yeah. find ways to do it because they love it. Yeah, I feel like if, you're, if you run in or, or meet anyone that is um, living that sort of lifestyle that's living that has chosen to live minimally mm -hmm. and not gone from maybe rich to poor you know because they lost a lot of things or they um, lost money in the stock market or anything but they've chosen to live this way whether they were rich before 
um, whether they had money or they if they never had money, yeah. they're content, and they um, they every day they make choices to continue to live that simply, yeah. so that they can pursue their passions. Yeah, you know, a lot of people um, <clears throat> are always asking me about money. I think that's the main question I get asked a lot: is how do I how do I afford to do what I do because it seems like I don't work. Mm-hmm. Um, in reality, I do work, although a lot of the work I do uh, started as a hobby and started as a, maybe a passion and has kind of grown into something. And I don't make a lot of money. You know, sure. I think um, last year, although I was on the road and traveling pretty much the whole year, I didn't know. I was in San Diego for about four months. Yeah, four months. I was there during the whole summer, and I did work. Um, I was only working like 15, 20 hours a week, but I was doing surf lessons and running kids' surf camps yeah. during the summer. And that that was a lot of fun. Um, it hardly seemed like work, and yeah. I got to work with a lot of really cool people who, to this day, and, and you know, even you know, right this moment, are my really good friends, best friends even. Mm-hmm. So great opportunity but yeah I think I only made like man maybe 12 grand last year you know which if you look at it like god I went so many places um I went from east coast to west coast Uh, I spent some time you know over in Florida and South Carolina uh Arkansas which you may say, oh, that Arkansas. Arkansas is rad. I had have a you lot been of to Arkansas? In, yeah, man. I was in Little Rock last summer. It was cool. Northwest Arkansas is really, yeah. really cool place. I passed Ozarks. through there. Uh, kind of like Caddy, the Caddy Corner way from corner to corner. And uh, it was pretty. It was nice. Yeah. So I hadn't been there before. I didn't know anybody in the area, so I didn't uh, stop too many places and spend too much time. But the places I stayed, I, they were sweet people. Super nice. And... Uh, yeah, it was a nice little spot. Yeah, I stayed in this little town called Fayette Hill. Fayette Hill. Fayetteville. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, Fayetteville. <laughs> Fayetteville. <laughs> the reason I say Fayette Hill is because uh, the, there's a clothing line. Um, a childhood friend of mine, uh, Mo, started this clothing line, Fayette Hill, because he went to college there, and all his friends were rad dudes that loved the outdoors, and they started this T-shirt line, and, and you know now it's a very big company, and, yeah. and they do very well. Um, but I stayed with them. They they uh, they have this really rad like old warehouse that they rent out. Um, it's huge space, and that's where they obviously keep all their inventory and office out of and, and things like that. Yeah. But um, it was an old smokehouse. From a tobacco like, smokehouse. No uh, meat smokehouse. Oh, meat. Smokehouse. Yeah. So um, like dried tobacco. Beans. Yeah. No, not that. Um, but yeah, so it's an old smokehouse, and they still have the smokers down, like, in the basement. It's it's a really crazy, weird, unique, but kind of creepy place at the same time. Yeah, um, but, yeah, they, they kind of sectioned off this one room and put showers in it and a sink. And uh, basically, we're calling it the hostel, you know, for, for friends and things like that to come or people like that to come through so I stayed in the hostel with my buddy Joe who wasn't my friend at the time but he was another van dweller rock climber guy um, that became a really close friend of mine and you know younger brother but we stayed there for a couple months and did a little bit of work for the clothing line you know odds and ends 
stuff around the warehouse, but um, did a lot of traveling from there. We went on some road trips to the East Coast, Tennessee, that's where yeah, I went to South Carolina. And, it's but yeah. centrally located, it's a nice like hub to kind of bounce in. And Tennessee? Uh, Tennessee for sure, yeah. but not any of those, Tennessee, Kentucky, Arkansas, all those areas are really nice because they're all kind of in that uh, cross through where all the interstates kind of meet up. The you girls can, in Tennessee, man. Oh, boy. That's another story. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful Tennessee girls. I had heard things about the girls in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. But well, there's a lot of pretty girls away. in Kentucky, too, man. Dude, I Texas. grew up in Indiana. Texas. And just south of us, there's a lot of talent. Those southern girls. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and then so I went east coast. Obviously, I, I landed in San Diego. Um, last year, I drove... Was it last year or year before last? Anyways, I basically the the van's done east to west coast, um, southwest to northwest. So you know, basically Baja to yeah, Canada. Covered it just about every inch. So although I did a lot of traveling, I was probably on the I'd say on the road, living in the van, totally cooking every just living in the van. Um, that. A lot, nine months, uh, yeah. eight, eight, nine months. Um, but I managed to make some money, and I, I made about twelve grand with with the stuff from um, Tiva, Urban Outfitters, Surf School, seasonal work on a farm yeah. up north. Yeah, <laughs> so not bad. Um, and a lot of it was was uh, obviously under the table. Yeah. But you know. If I'm staying in one spot, I'm spending, say, four or five hundred bucks a month. Obviously, it's easy to spend more, but you know, realistically, I can easily spend that with. You know, I don't have a lot of bills. I think that's a honestly getting on the road and uh, and trying to make it on. You know, it's some people wonder how you make money. I think more so than making money is how do you save money. You know what I mean? Where do you cut back and right. what are the things you avoid to? Uh, to make, you know, things a little easier for yourself in the long run. I think that's the big thing that people forget about is it's a minimal lifestyle if you can give up a few things. And that, you know, minimizing can cost you or save you a fortune for sure. Um, Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're you're minimizing now. You're giving up things now to gain things later when you're traveling, you know. And, And by gaining things, I mean, you can stay, you know, basically say, okay, this month, month road trip's going to turn into a two month road trip because I, you know, gave up a little extra or, you know, your dollar can stretch. I mean, like, but the main thing is, is no bills. Do you have, what bills do you have? Um, I have car insurance. I have, uh, like a gym membership, a monthly gym membership. I have like a very basic health plan just to make myself not have to pay a penalty at the end of the year. And then phone. And then uh, I'm actually on a family plan, and my yeah, parents. Yeah, so are, I do that yeah, too. Super rad about. If you can do that, do, do that. that because that's. I mean, I pay thirty bucks a month. Yeah. I pay my whole phone by by the year. I just yeah. give my dad like three hundred and sixty bucks, and I'm like, there you go, bro. There you go. That's it. Um, yeah. So I mean, for me, I have I don't I have the car insurance, which is just liability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, it's we have older vans, so I mean, sure. there's no reason to have full coverage. Um, but, um, so, and then, so, phone, insurance, I don't have healthcare. 
You might want to look into that. I, I know I may get penalized, but I think it's a percentage of what you make, and I don't. I didn't really I make much, but anyways, I <coughs> not big on that whole force you to do anything type plan, anyways. But hopefully they change that. With I don't. Yeah, we'll Not see. stoked on these. It's interesting. Presidents, presidents to be elected, but uh, hopefully at least. That's a rabbit hole. Change our healthcare plan a bit. <clears throat> but yeah, I think honestly, um, minimizing your expenses before you get on the road is probably the biggest thing. Because for myself, uh, I went to school and had some school debt after the fact, and. Um, <coughs> It was helpful to not have that burden. I mean, I and I'm not I'm not trying to be preachy or anything like that. But it, it's nice that any money that you bring in, as low as your expenses can be, is money you get to keep. And I think that really lessens a lot of the weight on your shoulders when you think about where you can go and what you can do, because you're not beholden to some invisible debt collector. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I would highly encourage people to limit as much of those debts as you can before you try to travel. I mean, it, that's saying if you want to do it full time. If you want to do it on the weekends and you can make it work, then get out there and do it for sure. Yeah, it's just crazy that, you know, you can make, say, $50,000 and at the end of the year you could have ten dollars to $20,000 savings oh, yeah. in your checking or savings account yeah. cash if you save correctly and if you you know are living below your means and you're <coughs> um, <coughs> you know you're you're not spending your money yeah. and, and then you could have you know say the guy next door to you or your <coughs> best friend you know who's making two hundred thousand dollars but his expenses are yeah it's all relative to you what know, you're putting out what, what you two hundred thousand dollars is only as good as what you have. So to yeah, at the end of the year, you got ten, twenty grand sitting there, and your buddy has nothing. You know, yeah. your buddy might have a bigger car. Shit, he might have, you know, you know, two houses, bigger, bigger car, faster car, whatever. He may have four cars, um, but you know, the, realistically, he's probably financing those or leases those, and you know, he's. Owes just on this much on this house, maybe more than you do, hmm. most likely more. Yeah. So you know who's better off. I mean, the, the whole thing. I think people you know, they like to be seen in a certain way, and that's hard sometimes. I, I I used to be like that. I used to like to look like I made a lot of money. I think nowadays it's harder to tell, but um, back you know ten years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, jeans and yeah, t-shirts. For sure. As then, I always drove shit cars. <laughs> That's for sure. And lived in the cheapest apartment I could find. Yeah. But you know, I don't know. I think it's all relative to where you grew up. And uh, the Midwest isn't terribly showy. I don't know. Indianapolis, for at least it, in the time that I was growing up, everybody was kind of basic. And uh, I was really blessed to... You're lucky. I know, man. It was really a great place to grow up um, because I never felt, because, I mean, not to put my parents on blast, but we weren't rich people, but uh, I never felt out of place or underserved. It was pretty, it was a neat spot, so 
<clears throat> I've been very fortunate to live pretty below my means my entire life. I mean, I had a huge obligation to save money from a pretty early age. So you had an obligation? Yeah, I don't know why. I think uh something your parents instilled yeah, in you. Maybe to some degree. I'm seeing my parents work really hard and uh and I subconsciously maybe you know as I got older realized like I should save and you know put myself in position. And I also dated uh a girl who was really great about saving money. And kind of instilled some of those values in me too. So, but I mean, from the time I got out of school until I'm 31 now, um, I was like just squirreling away cash. So I'm certainly not rich, but um, I was really blessed to get a degree in education where I could travel and teach. And there were some school systems in Northern California that were incredibly, uh, you know, just incredible to me and blessed me with really great job opportunities. So. I've been able to uh, live well below my means and for a long time, and it's been awesome, man. It's been really great. So when I see people that, uh, I mean, it's all relative. This works for me, and I hate to tell people, like, oh, you need to get rid of your things or you need to move into your car. I mean, these are extremes, you know. I'd love to see people minimize and do it with yeah. less just for the benefit of... They're definitely extremes. Yeah, for sure. My There's Like, no you know, my family they're big supporters in, in what I do and what yeah. I'm doing and um you know I love them for that and I don't know what I would do without them I, I don't think I could have continued on without the support they've given me but it's definitely not something that I try to push on everyone no, and you know it's something not. that I've even had people be like whoa 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 okay <laughs> yeah. enough with the like less is more like get rid of your shit and live simply like you know, who do you think you are, you know? and I, yeah. So, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of had to look back and think, well, if that's the kind of, you know, if that's how people are perceiving me, then that's that's wrong. I don't want to be perceived that way. So I definitely had to take a step back, although that's not what I was trying to do and trying to uh, make people think. Oh, but no, I, I think there's definitely uh, a lot of positives to looking at your life and saying, okay, how what can, can I... Yeah, you know, even if it's a, for your own sanity, it's yeah. like you said, not don't go live in your car. Don't right. you know that's that's an extreme. That's something we chose to do because we realized, hey, at the, we fun. don't need <laughs> a lot, and this is a great way to travel and yeah. can bring my home and you know the little I have with me. And you know why wouldn't I? And, and we became really accustomed to it and learned to love it. And yeah. now it's hard for us to go back. That's where we're at now. But yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I hope that a lot of different types of people can listen to this podcast and at least, you know, if, if not for just like the stories and like the different ways that people live, um, for just, you know, maybe just life, little life uh, hacks almost, you sure. know, and, and I think that's living, learning to live with less and, and realizing, I think that's the first thing is realizing that you don't. Like that's you don't need that stuff, you know. It's a good example is like when you go on a trip and you pack for, you know, you go for three days and you you've got a huge suitcase and you get there and you you know at the end of it you're like I I pack too much. You yeah. always pack too much. I mean that's literally how it is with tra traveling. You always pack too much and then you you repack and you you ha you know get rid of a lot more stuff. You still have a, too much stuff. Um, so if you are looking to maybe if you are 
looking to go to that extreme. Maybe you're young. Maybe you have saved a bunch of money up like, you know, Matt uh, um, Matt and I did and, and are ready to just hit the road. And, you know, even if it's for two months or six months or a year, whatever. Um, where, I don't even know where I was going with them. I'm, I'm kind of trailing just off minimize. here. But no, yeah, but, but minimize. minimize. You know, that's, uh, you know, if, if you are going down that road, um, great. Um, w- we kind of mentioned that before you had said you we should talk about this on the podcast. Um, if you do buy a van or if you are trying to travel, let's say it's out of your car. Let's say, shit, let's say you want to ride your bicycle across the country. Um, it's not insane. Like, there's tons of people that are doing yeah, it right now. Probably year. guys leaving tomorrow to do it. It's happening all the time. Um, but um, do smaller trips around your town. I think that's what we're talking about as far as figure out what you do really need. You know, let's say you bought your van and you're ready to go and you know you're leaving in, in, in six months. You've told your bod, boss that you're you're quitting your job and, you know, he's all stoked for you and you're going to follow you on Instagram and all that cool stuff. Um, your girlfriend's coming with you and you guys are just over the moon. Do, do smaller trips. Do like a day trip. Do a weekend trip. Um, do, definitely do it where you're spending the night and do it where you're bringing kind of your stuff to, you know, you're bringing stuff to cook, bringing stuff for water, everything. Do it like you're going into a forest, or, or go into a forest, and, and you know, as far as stores and Walmart down the street, that, that shouldn't be an option. Um, basically figure out what you really need. Um, maybe go with a lot less stuff, and then figure out, okay, this is what we need. But what what I'm trying to get at is, when I left... I thought I needed so much stuff. And for the whole year, I'd been getting rid of things. So I knew that I needed to, you know, get rid of stuff and and, um, be able to pack it into my van for the first, first, for first. But, um, you know, a lot of people had told me, hey, man, you know, less is more for sure. You're going to bring too much stuff. Um, And I even asked a lot of people. I think even messaged uh, Foster Huntington. I don't know, I think a lot of people know who that is, but I messaged him, and I'm like, you know, he had been living out of his vehicle for a long time, and I was like, dude, what's your wardrobe like? You know, what do you wear? He's like, I think he said, like, two pairs of pants, ten t-shirts, and, like, two jackets. And that was it. You know, that's yeah. kind of what he lived with, and that, that, that was it. Um, so, I brought a lot more than that, but, yeah, I mean, get used to your van, get used to how... You know, it should be set up, you know, bring a cooler, uh, where do you want your kitchen area, where does it make sense, where should you sleep, um, open up the windows, how does the breeze, you know, work, um, are you going to put a vent in the roof, how is that going to work, you know, are you going to have curtains, you know, if people are going to be able to look through the windows, are you going to be right there, are you going to be kind of, you know, you got to just figure things out, so you don't want to rush it, you definitely want to kind of like test it out. Uh, even if it's just parking out in the front of your mom's house, you know, go sleep in the van for a while or sleep in your car. See if you're going to like it. See if you can sleep through the night with people waking up at 6 in the morning to go to work. You know, you may not have to go to work. I don't have to wake up ever at 6 in the morning to go to work. But I park in neighborhoods a lot, and all those people living in California paying those beachfront, you know, and in, in, in beach neighborhood uh rents and mortgages those guys are waking up early to go to work so um and guys you know there's a lot of construction going on 
you know, can you sleep through guys hammering or, you know. So figure out if you can actually do it. You don't want to just, you know, it's, it seems like a cool thing to do and it seems like uh, what an adventure, which it is. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's Right now we're, I feel like I'm a cowboy, you know. I've been living off the grid out of a van with my buddy, you know, sleeping by campfires and cooking food on, on fires and hiking during the day and, you know, taking photos of gorgeous sunsets and, you know, just exploring, just like, I feel, I feel like I'm 15, you know, so, yeah, there's a lot of advantages to it, but, um, you know, just the day-to-day uh, parts of, of traveling, you know, a lot of people can't hang, um, you know, I've seen a lot of, in, I've seen a lot of people go through this and um, heard a lot of stories, but people that bring along their best friend or their their best girlfriend or whatever girls and guys and you know we can do it they just freak out and they have to take a one-way ticket home you know because they just can't hang they can't handle it um whether it's maybe not showering for a couple days or just i don't know people get anxious who knows really mm-hmm. uh yeah i, I had the benefit kind of easing my way into it. I bought a van, then I came across the country and lived out of it for a little while. Then had apartments and got in, like, moved into the van, got in the, <clears throat> another apartment, moved back in, into the van. And I think that was really beneficial for me because I was, like, kind of dipping my toe in and having, like, big stretches of time to really figure out what I need. Yeah. So, uh, when it came time for me, I've been, so I moved in to my old van which I replaced over the summer, but I moved into that van in May of last year. So I'm coming close to 10 months, I guess now. And, uh, it's been like so incredibly seamless, honestly. But I think it's because I had those like many excursions before I really 100% fully committed to doing (coughs) it, you know, for the year or two years or however long I last now. But, um, yeah, man, if I if I looked at what I put in the van when I left in 2013 and what it's in there now, I mean, we're talking, like, entirely different. Oh, as far as, like, items? Oh, entirely different. Yeah, yeah it's same. crazy. I mean, it's it's really crazy. And it's awesome. I really appreciate it. But I think that experience and getting out and doing it is the best way to figure out what you're going to need and what's going to work for you because, you know, you and I can maybe get by on having a pair of shoes and a pair of pants and a couple T-shirts, but... You know, it doesn't work like that for everybody. Um, but you'll never know until you try it. You'll never know until you get out there and, and just start getting it, getting after it. Yeah, I mean, in, you know, you could love clothes and you could have a huge wardrobe and mm-hmm. still um, thrive on the road. You know, yeah, maybe sure. that's the one thing you struggle with and that's okay. It's, you know, it's not like you're not going to be able to hang, but yeah. uh, it does help. It just, it helps. That's yeah. That's really all. It's made my life easier. I like it. I don't have to deal with as much stuff. I don't have to think about as much. Yeah. I don't have to clean as much. I don't have to worry about as, you know, it's it's nice. Yeah. If you I, can detach from material items, it's it's really it's mentally awesome. just nice. Because like I said before, I didn't, man. I I liked I liked the nice brand name stuff, you know. Yeah. I didn't and I didn't know how to get it for cheap. Um I was paying full price for it and I just didn't care. I was making good money when I was younger. But I, I lived in Dallas, yeah. where you grew up. You know, maybe nobody cared what what car you drove and things like that. But in Dallas, trust me, sure. that I mean, if you're a white boy in Dallas living in Plano, where I grew up, 
oh man, totally, totally matters. Yeah. I mean, you can, you know, it just, there's just different cliques and groups, you know. If you want to be with the popular kids and the date the cute girls, it helps if you drive a BMW or a Mercedes. It's ridiculous. It's insane, you know. But that's the reality. You know, that's kind of how I grew up. And, you know, a lot of, I think most people don't know, but I, I was born and raised in South Africa. So from the age of, you know, since I came out of my mother's womb to the age of seven, um, I had a very different lifestyle. I would say it was very much like this. Yeah. I grew up in Durb, uh, little coastal town outside of Durban, um, which is on the coast. Yeah, man, I lived by the beach, and it was, you know, my dad went every, you know, weekend and picked mussels and dove for lobster, lobster and things like that. And, you know, we ate really well, and friends all lived on farms and, and you know everybody surfed and so that's kind of as a youngster how I grew up it was just a very simple life it was just amazing very much like San Diego and, and kind of the way I live now and, and how I've reverted back to but that's I think what uh, put me back on track is because that's really I wanted to live simply yeah, you know yeah, as a kid true. those were my first ambitions is just to live a simple life and I you know I remember thinking that and saying that and telling people that but then unfortunately you know moving to Dallas when I was seven and then finally kind of growing up and getting involved in the, in the you know I was a social kid I you know I've always been kind of good with talking to people and good with making friends and um, you know I had a lot of friends and unfortunately looking back I you know really were they friends you know a lot of them ended up being shitty people but I do still have a lot of good friends that uh, came from those years but 99% of those people are, are it's it's totally about wh where you work yeah what job you have how much money do you have not how much money do you have how much money do you make it doesn't matter if you don't have any money yeah. you make a hundred grand a year 200 grand a year you know fuck i mean you don't have to have a dime in the in savings but you know if you've got a lot it, it's it, it's just it's gross looking back on it and, and uh just knowing that i kind of got duped and cared at least you know it's my fault yeah, i was I mean, a smart it kid you it know. happens to a lot of people man. well yeah i mean you it does i mean especially when money and, and nice things are thrown in your face yeah. and if that's how everyone else is living around you naturally you're going to want that yeah but, like I said, that's not how I grew up. Eventually, I kind of, you know, I said, what the hell am I doing? And, um, but it took a huge downfall. It didn't, I didn't just wake up one day and say, ah, you know, I'm going to start saving my money. You know, it, it was, I, I lost my car. You know, I had to give it back to the, the bank. Mm -hmm. uh, I lost my apartment. I lost my job. I lost everything. So when I decided, hey, I need to make a change in my life and live differently and, you know, start saving and really working and, and figuring out, you know, what what do I really want out of life? Um, it was, you know, I figured out it was to travel. And uh, so, yeah, I made some made a lot of changes in my life. Yeah. It didn't happen overnight. It happened over a course of about two years. And um, I've never looked back, you know. It, it, uh, but, you know, I had to get rid of a lot of those friends because... You can't keep those friends and, and, and do that. You can't keep those friends and just say, oh, I'm just not going to hang out with them and, and I'm just not going to go to the bars and I'm just not going to, you know, um, 
you know, whatever they're doing and, you know, or spending money on, it's uh, most likely they're inviting you to those things. So you may lose some friends, you know, in the whole transition of simplifying your life. Yeah. It happened to me. It's happened to a lot of people. You know, people think, oh, what are you, better than us? You know, you're not going to go out to the bar. You, we always go out to the bar, you know. It's Friday, you know, blah, blah, blah. Whatever, you know, man. No, nah, I'm going to stay in and watch Netflix or something. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you may get hated on if people don't understand your dream and what you're searching for. Uh, my group of friends now is a 100, I mean, it's, it's totally different. Um, most of my friends travel. Most of my friends are traveling now. Um, you know, or, or down with the whole, you know, I have a lot of friends that work a lot and they work very hard, mm -hmm. but they still live a very simple lifestyle. Um, they still enjoy traveling. They don't do it full time. They may do it, you know, twice a year, but they're going to amazing places. They're backpacking through Peru. They're doing cool stuff. And, uh, you know, when they're back home and, and working, you know, they're saving and they're, they're surfing, you know, and spending their time hanging out with friends, you know, at the beach rather than going out to the clubs and things like that. So their lifestyle is revolved around their traveling, although they, you know, they still probably work 40, 50 hours a week. So like I said, I don't, I hope that a lot of people that are listening, I hope there's just a lot of different types of people that listen to this, people that are, in, you know, maybe inspired to maybe do this, people that already do it, maybe that, you know, people that are just bored, maybe people that think we're insane, whatever. Um, it's, it's not for a certain someone, obviously taking that step and buying a van like Matt and I did and jumping in and selling all your stuff and telling your job, you know, Hey, <laughs> I don't really care what you have to say, but I'm going, yeah. um, that's not for everyone, but you know, there's a lot, there's a lot more to this lifestyle. Uh, there's a lot of things that, that you can learn. There's a lot of things that I've learned and that's really what I want this podcast to be about is just, you know, if I learn some new stuff, I want to be able to share it right away. I think that's kind of like the, the coolest thing about technology nowadays and, uh, the information we have available online. I love that's, I'm stoked to be a part of it. Um, it, you know, it's kind of cool how it's all come together. I didn't really think that I have this knowledge, but, you know, spending time doing anything, you have knowledge um, on that subject, you know, when you compare yourself to someone who hasn't. So the van life thing, the traveling thing, it's just since 2000, what, 13, yeah, 2012, 13, 14. Like 2012-ish. Yeah, it's blown up. It's really gotten insane. So it's been cool. I mean, and I think it has a lot to do with people reaching out. And I think it just in the time that I've been in San Diego, you know, I've been down here. I was down here last summer for about a month and then came back and I've been down here for another month. And I've met more people in San Diego than any place else in California. And it's, it's one, it's a big hub for people to come through there. But uh, there's a lot of networking going on through social media. And I think it helps that people can kind of say, I mean, it, I mean, this is crazy. I'm not recreating the wheel and saying this. It's totally awesome that you can send a message to somebody and say, where are you going to be at? And nine times out of ten, you'll get a response from somebody who's super excited to see you too. You know what I mean? <coughs> the community of people that you meet on the road 
is really really excited about meeting other people doing the same thing. That's true. It's I've awesome. never I've never really thought about it like that, but that's true. Because I always think you know when people look at me in my situation, I'm in a van. You know, they kind of like, oh wow, that's kind of weird. Some people it's not. Certainly I mean, do. people There's have no doubt been. About that. But pe- what I'm saying is, people have been doing this for. For a long oh, yeah, time. For sure. Your dad and your grand, you know, your uncles, they probably have buddies doing it. Your I worked Grandpa uh, might have had buddies that did it, you know, yeah, back in the day. our librarian at the middle school I used to teach at right. up north, she lived in a, uh, a Westie in the 60s and 70s in Santa Cruz. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's certainly it's something not new. new. Nothing's new under the sun. But what we have today is Instagram yeah, and, and maps, connect. and you can drop a pin, yeah. and I can connect with friends constantly when I'm on the road. So it never feels like I'm lonely. It never feels like, you know, it, it's always kind of planned, you know. You, you're like, well, I'm heading north, and, you know, I know my buddies Matt and Josh are north, and, yeah. you know, they want to meet up in the next week or two. Like, that's the plan. That's just, that's, you know, everything around that that surrounds that is is just all part of the adventure but yeah. i mean never ever have you been able to you can live in your van mm-hmm. you can drive around you don't have to pay rent no. you don't have to work as much you can work pretty much any job you don't need a degree yeah. um, you know we're talking now we're not talking future holding down a family we're just talking the situations we're in as as young guys i'm 29 i'll be 30 in september you're i'll be 32 in july yeah we don't have (laughs) girlfriends we don't have ex-wives we don't have kids that we're paying child support for um we just figure what are we doing busting our asses while we're young and while we're healthy while we have this energy and while our minds are working uh why are we working so hard for someone else um you know 40 50 hours a week to basically pay for this apartment and this this car and this and this and this all that really does is it gives you the access to then have the things you want so instead of saving all your money you're just spending on things you want Mm -hmm. and you then have to work more and more and more um, where you get into credit card debt and that doesn't go away so it keeps you working i mean this the whole plan is to is designed to keep people working Uh, credit cards school everything is just to keep you working that's it um, once you start thinking, wait, why am I working again? Well, it's to pay your bills. Well, why do I really need these bills? Well, I mean, society says you do, but you don't really. I mean, right now we're going to camp next to a fire out in the desert. Like, you know, we were talking today, we could literally live like this Forever. for a year. Yeah, for weeks. Well, forever. Months, I mean, for eventually sure. we'd get bored. We'd, we'd, you know, eventually get pissed off at each other or whatever. Or, um, but... But you could we could live like this for a year. On, like, no money. We spent very little money getting out here. It's very little money staying out here. And, uh, yeah. And we're, we, spending, we're spending $10, $20 a day yeah. combined total. You know, it's five, exactly. ten bucks each. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you work, Matt. You, you're, you do substitute teaching. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I mean, you just got, you basically just came down to San Diego to hang out for a while because of the weather, hang out with me, do some trips, and then figured, hey, you know, why am I going back to Berkeley? Kind of sucks up there. Well, it eh, doesn't suck. suck. Well, it's awesome. Okay, but doesn't suck. I was but ready for a new, a new space. San Diego San is awesome amazing. Yeah, so compared sure. to San Diego, everything sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. No, no, San Diego, you can't touch San Diego in the summer. 
Berkeley, California is but my, freaking sweet as hell. My point and is you just said, hey, me. I'm going to move. Yeah. And you yeah. were there, and you had moved. That's the truth. Everything you own is with you. It's in your van. You got your dog. Yeah, I came. Um, I, I was I, So I've been working up north on, like, teaching contracts for the last two and a half years at a fantastic school. But it, my contract ended, and uh, I thought, well, while I have some time off, I'm going to go south and hang out with Dylan and do some traveling. So my intention was to go down for two weeks and kick it and travel a little bit and then head back up and start working again. Um, but, yeah, I got to no. San Diego. I hung out for a couple weeks, and I thought, you know what, I could I could teach anywhere in California. I have a teaching license and a teaching degree, so I'll go south and have in the van. I mean, to relocate in California is, even in your own town, it's, yeah. a it's a nightmare. When I was trying to go from apartment to apartment in Berkeley, I mean, it was literally a six-month process for you yeah. to try to find a place. Yeah, um, it's a headache. With me in the van, it was two weeks. It was like one day I woke up and I thought, I'm going to stay here. And, you know, I applied for some jobs and things worked out. So, uh, yeah, it's it's incredible. Again, it's not for everybody, but the people who are interested in this lifestyle um, and can do it safely, I encourage it 100%. Because the freedom to jump in your car and move to a new town is it's so it's just it's ridiculous it's at, it's right at your fingertips assuming that you can you know get all your ducks in a row and make it happen um yeah so you but you and you just found out that you are yeah basically so got hired i'm good to well i can start subbing you can start in san subbing diego, in san diego. So you got to prove the door yeah for sure so that's what you're going to do um how much what just a couple days a week uh yeah i'm not entirely sure how much it pays i mean it's all relative to what i need to save to keep moving around um but yeah i mean i think i could very easily work three or four days a week and have you know three-day weekend to to travel around it's it's pretty nice um as a 31 year old man to not be a slave to a paycheck for sure um because i've in a position to where my paycheck goes a lot farther. Oh, I mean, I think we're, I mean, 1%, you know, maybe less. Yeah, certainly of, 1%. Of the world of that, that can actually do what we're doing, is, is able to do what we're doing. Yeah. We kind of alluded that today when we were sitting here making the fire, get about to cook, and we thought, you know, we're, we've been in the Mojave Desert for two days. We've been off work for coming close to a week now um and i think sometimes you take it for granted to some degree because if you if you get used to doing it um and it kind of normalizes that you find yourself in amazing places and you really need to step back and say how incredibly lucky am i that i get to do this yeah as often as i do um it's it's a it's a really cool lifestyle. It's a real blessing in a lot of different ways. For sure, I agree. I mean, you and I grew up for the first seven years of life in entirely different countries. But even after the fact... Where did you grow up in? I grew up in Indianapolis. I spent my entire tw first 29 years of my life... Well, yeah, okay. ...in and around country, Indianapolis. Yes. Yeah, in, in the United States. Um, but, you know, you I grew up in Indiana. You grew up in Texas. Uh, I mean, we got friends, Lacey, you know, grew up in... Uh, Florida. Florida. We got the Canadians that were on recently, or are Canadian. They grew up in Canada. Yeah, all the way up there. <laughs> um, but you, we've all come together, and it's like, boom, instant friendship. Boom. I, so I think that the people who yeah, are good for this lifestyle, 
Yeah, I think you benefit so much from a lot of different things. But it takes sitting back and thinking about it and saying, like, what am I doing today? Who have I met in the last month? How incredibly lucky am I that I got to do this stuff? You know what I mean? It's really... I, I think it... Um, I don't think you can be a fake person and live this way. Yeah. So anybody I meet that is on the road... If you don't seem, you know, there's, you can be crazy. Mm. You can be a crazy person. Come to Ocean If you're crazy, Beach. you're crazy. Yeah, you're Go not, to Dog Beach, oh, walk yeah. around the parking lot. There's some nut, see some characters There's some the nut jobs that <laughs> I've met in, in, in vans. So, yeah, I mean. It's a spectrum. What I look sure. for, I look for if you're young, first of all, and if, <laughs> if you're clean, if you look interesting. If you're an older person, I mean, I'm, if, if you seem nice, I may come talk to you. But if you're a young person and you're in your van, I'm for sure going to come talk to you um you know it's i I know you're going to be cool you know i've met people unless you're doing some crazy unless you're on crack or or doing some drugs um (laughs) when i say drugs i'm talking about crack and heroin and and things like that um but yeah i mean it's crazy i will trust you right away yeah just because the road man living on the road you can't be a fake person yeah It'll, it'll, oh man, it'll, it'll, your, your true colors show very, very, very quickly. Yeah. Terminally. It'll, it'll, (laughs) man, like, like I was talking about, it almost sucks people in and then spits them out. Yeah. Certainly some people. You know, oh, I want to live on the road. I could live in the van. Let me come with you. You know, that's, that's happened to friends of mine with good friends. And then, oh yeah, come along. Within a week, it's like. I'm having a nervous breakdown. I have to go home. Yeah, and we've you know? se- we've seen that in the last few weeks with friends of ours that have people in the car, and we're. I mean, that I, I think after a while, uh, it just becomes a lot. It becomes a lot because you do have to bend and give up some of your creature comforts and in terms yeah, of and some people aren't willing to, to do that. Get you know? up at the okay. crack of dawn. You yeah. know what I mean? When the when things start popping off and things get loud. Yeah. You might have to go a couple days without <laughs> without a shower. Well, you might a... have to wake up at 3 in the morning, you know, because there's some crazy dude outside oh, your vehicle. Yeah. I've had you people know, in Santa may... Cruz knocking on the window yeah, trying well, to buy he, drugs. He may it's not like, even what? be messing with you or know yeah. you're in there, but, you know, he's having a conversation with himself outside your van and, and you can't sleep, yeah. you know? So, I mean... Can you go back to sleep? You know, is that going to ruin your night? Is that going to make you hate, you know, your life or, yeah. or that day? Is it going to ruin your next day? I mean, you, you know, certainly those acclimate are, to some you, degree, though. You have to chill out. You yeah. have to. You you learn to uh, be happy with yourself. Yeah. So if you're not happy with yourself, it shows yeah. right away. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the thing. You, you either become happy with yourself, you learn to love yourself, or you freak out and you can't handle. It. Yeah. But you have to. If you want to do van life. You want to be a traveler, and you want to backpack around, or you want to ride your bicycle, or you want to, you know, join up with a group of friends and, you know, each pitch in a thousand dollars and buy a school bus and travel the United States together and whatever it is. <laughs> you have to love yourself. Yeah, that's huge. Don't do it if you don't. But even or, if you or, don't want to live in a van, you should you should definitely take some time to go love yourself. For sure. <laughs> go love yourself, For not sure. in such a creepy way. For sure. But, uh, but it's not yeah. it's not an escape. <coughs> no, it's It's not just this wanderlust like, you know, you're not tripping out on on life yeah. 
with some hot chick, you know, who's, you know, there's gorgeous very, and doesn't have to work either. There's far and you're, fewer distractions. That doesn't, you know. For sure. That rarely happens. I mean, no, it, it happens. It does happen. <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of cute girls traveling that you can meet. But, but um, then when it happens, maybe you're come, like, man, this is, this is really Yeah, no, it, it does happen. But that's the reality of that. You know, just all the time. It's just not real. You're going to go through some really tough times yeah. where you're really like testing yourself um, and testing your friendships with people. Yeah. You know, and just kind of. I have some really good friends that I I know that I cannot travel. Oh with, yeah, for you sure. Know? I, so I, I, I do as it, well. There's just no even going. And I love there. the. I love Doesn't the mean band. I don't love you. Right. You know, but you're not getting in my van, and we're not <laughs> spending any more than the day together. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, so we were talking about, um, you know, having to be comfortable with yourself. Um, I was talking to my mom today. We got to the top of a hill enough that I could get cell phone service and FaceTime. And uh, talking to her from her office uh, where she works in Indianapolis. And her first thing, well, I shouldn't say first, but one of her... First things was, well, it looks really boring out there. Yeah. <laughs> I heard her say that. Yeah. And, yeah, it certainly could be boring. But, like you said, I think uh, the van life or the travel life, or, you know, the if you lived in a S10, who the hell cares what kind of car it is. But a, a lifestyle that deals a lot with travel um, is a, a very reflective lifestyle because you find yourself in places... Where there's fewer distractions for sure, but the, the cultures change entirely. So you you're out of your element, and I think to some degree it helps you a lot. And maybe it, it came naturally for me to some degree um, to just be <coughs> quiet in a place and kind yeah. of soak in like the vibe of a place and the culture of a place, and then to kind of go from there. Um, so yeah, when mom says, "Oh, it looks really boring," it, it certainly can be boring. But I'm not coming out here to have a, a blast. I'm coming out here to, de- you know, decompress. Dis- yeah, decompress, relax, disconnect, sit down, be in a do quiet nothing. spot, hang out with a like-minded person, have conversations that are, you know, things that have been weighing on your mind about, you know, what you want to do. Or it's yeah. So I think that it goes a it goes a long way to be able to to be quiet and sit in a space and kind of find yourself there instead of going to, going to a place to uh to be yourself but going you know kind of going into yeah. these spaces more so to find yourself well to i be think quiet and think and you know i think what's happened is this has become a lifestyle definitely so if you know in the beginning it is I just want to meet like-minded people. I want to have yeah. a good time. Yeah, I'll have a beer. Yeah. yeah, let me hit that bowl. Sure. Yeah, you know, I'll take some mushrooms with you, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But you can't live that way all the time. No, you know, that's that's all that's all fun and, and you know, by all means like meet everybody and and uh drink as many beers as you want, you know, around the campfire, but we're past that point at this point we do this because we love doing this we love coming out here and just 
not having cell phone service. Yeah, Thursday morning, yeah. I woke up and got a text from you that said, "Let's go to the desert." Yeah, I mean, it was it was that it was that fast. Yeah, and and, and well, you had said to me, "Hey, I'm down to just oh, go yeah, whenever," let's and go and I, you know, and and I didn't want to just go for two three days. I wanted to go for you know a good week. Yeah, and um, you know, I think we plan on getting back Thursday, and we'll, we'll, you know, we would have been gone a week. Mm-hmm. So a week's a really good time. When you don't have to go far, (coughs) but you can still just get away. I mean, you're really, other than, you know, Genevieve was obviously, we met up with her. Mm -hmm. We met up with uh, Jaeger and Beth um, up north. But, I mean, I don't have to talk to anybody with, I don't have to deal with anybody but you right now. Yeah. I like you. We're buddies. You know, we've been buddies for a long time now. I can, you know, we're both quiet type people. When we want to talk, we talk. When there's something interesting to talk about, we do. We, you know, we think the same way. We don't really have to do a lot of talking to know exactly, you know, what each other's kind of thinking. So, I think just being comfortable in silence. In silence, yeah. I think it's because of the way that we've lived our lives in the last few years. Just because silence is a... It's definitely a guarantee. <laughs> well, it's almost a commodity nowadays, yeah. you know. For a, yeah, for sure. In, in a it's lot something of ways I, you have to kind of search for and, and pay for in a certain way. Um, I yeah, I enjoy the silence. I need to just I enjoy just doing nothing. I mean, yeah. you know, today was a great day. I, I had a wonderful day today. I don't think we could have. I don't want to accomplish any more than I did today than what we already did. We woke up. Um, on the ground, you know, in our sleeping pads and our sleeping bags. Um, woke up, what, we started making some breakfast. Ah, well, no, realistically, we yeah, soaked we the like- bowl <laughs> um, as soon as we woke up. Yeah. Got the fire going again. Got some wood, things like that. Um, had a had a been, yeah, had a little breakfast. Just ate some fruit. I had a banana and, and, and Got down on some granola orange. And and, yeah, that's, that's about it. And then we packed up and basically the night before we I said I want to climb that that hill or that mountain you know over there so we did we we went to the top of it and um built a little tower yeah hung out built a little tower took some photos Got stabbed in the foot by some gnarly freaking thistles in the ground oh those I, uh, I've never seen a thorn that that meaty like that cacti- they're little be- cacti. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's essentially like a. Yeah, we both got pricked pretty bad, and then there's something in the tips of them that kind of. Oh, there's some made stuff in the desert hurt. that will just kill you. Yeah, like, for sure. Like I ran into this plant over here that looks like I don't know a fern, and it about stabbed me in the heart. It's yeah, incredible. killer fern. It's really cool to come out here at the right season and explore, and see just how party the desert is yeah it's it's a cool place yeah it's really cool it's beautiful in its own way but you can look at you know we went up we went to two peaks uh that weren't terribly far from one another and like the entire i don't know what do you call it geo not geology the ground the rocks the 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 stones changed entirely yeah there's a ton of different type of rock and stone out here crazy place it had to have been underwater one day. I mean, oh, just the way I that everything so. looks. It had to have been just. Uh, we, we, if so we had internet pressure. access, we could snope sit, man. For snope, sure. Snope, snipe, <laughs> snope sit. <laughs> yeah. Like Joe Oregon. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah, so we did that, and then we walked back down. We actually, we, well, we probably hiked for an hour and a half, two hours. Mm-hmm. Zeke almost yeah. went off the side of the freaking My mountain. dog is a lunatic. If you throw anything, he has, like, this hunting instinct that completely takes over. So I had the mistake of rolling a rock down Is that what you did? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. I threw that rock. And I was like, why is he it? going down? <laughs> Literally went head first, like, off the side yeah, of this. it's like a... I don't know, 20% grade. I mean, it was it was really steep. And it's, he just was takes pretty off. Early. Yeah, but he's alive. He's cool, but he's he's in the van now sleeping it off. I had more than 20%. It had to be like 30 It was, it was grade. steep. It was steep, for sure. But yeah. Um, so, you know, we got back to the van. Man, we just chilled out. We 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 listened to podcasts. That we were t- yeah, we're doing a podcast. A we were listening podcast. to podcasts. Addiction. I've never really listened to podcasts. I've heard Joe Rogan a few times, but I don't know. I've never. I'm glad that I know about them and that I'm actually taking yeah. advantage. It's a very cool thing. But I have um, a serious addiction. Yeah, we spent a lot of time just literally like just hanging out. I think all we were really wearing is our jeans, no shoes, no shirts, just chilling, eating peanuts. Smoking bowls, listening to podcasts, um, and then you know halfway through the day said, "Well, you know we camped here last night. Let's move further down the road, yeah. find another spot." You know, so I think over the next few nights we're gonna just find different spots to camp. Mm-hmm. It's all free. None of it we're paying for. Yeah, it's all national preserve. I don't, I don't know what the rules are. I think it's a mile or two off of the, any any road within the preserve yeah. you can you can dry camp yeah. um but we found tons and tons of different spots people have camped with fire rings or you know that are built and things like that so we built our own today but yeah we got a great spot tonight i really like it man yeah other nice than gathering but other than gathering firewood um keeping the fire stoked I mean, you know, I take photos and things like that. But we just enjoy the silence. We enjoy the beauty around us. We enjoy exploring. We try to uh, step back into that, like, childlike state of mind where everything's just, like, yeah. everything's up for exploration, you know? like I've look, definitely reverted. It Like, as I've gotten older, I've, like, gone back to the things that I was for sure. as a kid. Yeah. And camping was so huge in my life growing up. For sure. Up. Like, that was definitely... Where my family went for vacations. So, do you think maybe that's like a natural way that the male mind goes, like in their thirties? Because we're both about the same age, yeah. And I feel like a lot of my friends are kind of doing that same thing, or I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe it's just the time we live, but our I've, generation of people, like I, mid, I midlife to, crisis type thing. Well, there's there's a lot they're of trying nostalgia to, for things, you know. There's a lot of nostalgia for things. Uh, from your childhood, whether it's like home, home, what was it, Full House reruns? You yeah. Know? I mean, we're bringing all kinds of things back on television from the 80s and 90s. So I think our generation of people, because of the time that we grew up and maybe the time that some of us came out of school or came of age in terms of getting a job, uh, I graduated from college in 2008. I mean, certainly not a great time to get a job. You know what I mean? So I was thrown into a tailspin in terms of what am I going to do? I mean, the economy's crap. I can't get hired anywhere. So I think that at that point, I personally reverted to like, well, what are the things I know are cool and things I'm into? What can I do? What are the things I do have control of to make myself content? Because I'm certainly not going to gain any at that time. 
I'm not going to gain anything out of my employment in terms of self-worth. So I reverted a lot to the things that I was into when I was a kid, whether it was building bicycles or, you know, traveling and camping. So for yeah. me, I, it's it's definitely been a huge reversion to comfort things, things that I feel like if I'm not going to control my job situation or my retirement situation, I can certainly control what I do right now with right. the time I've got. You know what I mean? Right. And, and the money that I've got. So... I don't know. It's I I've, I think that being a kid was a simpler time, and it was easier, and it was comfortable, and I've tried to emulate that somewhat with my adult life, and finding ways to do things that are easy and comfortable and and enjoyable, and relaxing. Yeah, I think Certainly a lot of people of when things. when they do grow up, they just instead of kind of like maybe taking a step back. Yeah. They take every step back, you know, 10 steps back and, and just completely turn away yeah. from those feelings and, and, you know, that childlike state of mind. Because when when people are looking at you to be a father figure or, or you know, you want to be like a role model or your husband or things like that, you know, you kind of, it's almost society says, well, you kind of got to, you got to be serious now. You got to take shit real seriously. Yeah. You know, so you almost kind of like talk yourself up in your mind, you know, Hey, you you can't you can't be goofing off anymore, and you can't be doing this. Like, got to be a you know, people got to take you seriously, and, and and this and that. And I think that's what goes through some of these guys' minds, and they just kind of lose track of, you know, well, this is actually healthy. You know, my I I, I you know, I, I do kind of want to be goofy and and you know, play with my kids more and and be silly and or whatever and joke around with my wife. Mm-hmm. You know, when when you, if you've lost that man, you've lost everything. Like. You've lost, you know, for me, that's like my happiness, yeah. you know, laughing with my friends or my parents or whatever and having a good time and just joking with one another and being serious on occasion. But, man, I don't live a serious life, you know, yeah. I, I really yeah. don't. And, I, and, and is, you know, the first time someone says, hey, man, you know, you, you, you need to. <laughs> you need to just relax. You need to get serious about. I don't want, man. I don't. Why? Well, yeah, what's why? The <laughs> There's just too many variables in life, especially this day and age. Yeah. Nothing guarantees anything. Right. Nothing. I don't care if you're, you know, uh, uh, the best football player in your high school, MVP. You get a college degree for, you know wherever and you go and you and you become a pro athlete and man you could you could die tomorrow you oh, know 100%. you could i know so if, many people that are not not only that but if you're living your life there. like a piece of shit if you're a shitty husband if you're not there for your kids you know yeah. I, I i hear a lot of oh well he's a, he's a good he's a good good he's a good man he's a great guy but he cheated on his wife. But but he's a good guy, though. He means well. No, he doesn't. You know, like, maybe most of the time, but he doesn't always mean well. You know, and he's not always a good guy. He's a shitty guy sometimes. And, he, you know, for the most part, you know, he's not... I don't know, man. It just... I guess I guess for me, I had, a, I had a really, really, really good role model, and that was my father. My father has been with my mom since day one. They've known each other since they were kids. Trust me, they 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 wouldn't be together if it wasn't for 
my mom falling pregnant with me. But, you know, now nowadays it's like, oh, what? He, you know, they stayed together just because she got pregnant. Like, yeah. who does that? Yeah. You don't need to do yeah. that. Well, yeah, you don't need to do that. Realistically, you don't. But, you know, he did and he decided to do it. And, and they're super happy. They're, you know, they're so in love with each other. It's It's almost... You know, silly to say, but it's almost disgusting. It's it's mm-hmm. gross. I'm like, get a room, you know, even though this is your house. Um, when I go home to visit, it's it's awesome, man. It's it's really the only thing that still kind of keeps me looking to the future and saying, well, yeah, maybe there's a possibility for a wife there that I'll uh, love and cherish forever. You know, because of my mom and my dad. If I grew up in a broken home, if I grew up with multiple parents... You know, a lot of my friends, you know, it's like, yeah, my, my parents have been divorced twice or my dad's been divorced three times. It's like, whoa, it's just your childhood is totally, totally on a different playing field than mine automatically. You know, just because multiple Christmases, this and this and that. Who knows the variables of, of what happened? And a lot of it, it you know, not to say they're they're whacked out or they're weird kids. They're normal too. They're just experienced a lot of different things. Oh, yeah. And can't relate to the closeness that I have with my biological parents. I think yeah. that, you know, you can never, you know, copy that. Um, well, there's so definitely nothing better in the world than having, well, I, I don't want to, there's a lot to be said for having awesome supportive parents. Sure. And I'm in the same boat. You can't yeah, you can't awesome. say it's better because you could have two biological yeah, parents. Yeah, I know two. But yeah, two two supportive people. loving biological parents uh for a young woman or a young man is going to help them tremendously in life. Yeah. 9 times out of 10. Yeah. Doesn't always, it you know, does it doesn't always, no. no variables. And then you could also have, you know, an orphan or, or someone who has been adopted um, and doesn't really know the bio- biological parents and be way better off, yeah. you know, mentally and, and Dave than, Thomas. than a lot of people. So, yeah, but percentage wise, um, yeah, you, you know, having a mom and dad that love each other that, you know, I, I think people also don't like driving and, and who wants to drive to, you know, mom one and mom two's, you know, uh, twice on Christmas. You know, people get full after the first meal. They want to hang out and take a nap. No one wants to go to their stepmom or, 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 or stepdad's um, house after their original or and anyways. <laughs> uh, it, it it's does. nice going to just one house. <laughs> that's the most, that's the best thing about having... Um, my mom and dad together is that I only have to go to one place. I save on gas. Yeah, save on gas and it's one nap. No, but going back to what I was saying, that's definitely why I, you know, my idea of what a man should be and a a husband should be is is very high. And my dad raised that bar and raised that standard very high for me. So, dad, if you're listening to this, uh, thank you for that. Sorry for the swearing i know you aren't too stoked on that but like you say when you were my age you're probably saying way worse oh it makes it hard to have great parents sometimes on the road too though because you want you feel like a major obligation to be not obligation i hate to use words like that but you certain i feel like i should be around my family you know i should be closer to home uh, spending time with them while I have the opportunity to. But then at the same time, um, I think about what my parents really want for me, and they want me to be happy. And, you know, right now I'm, I'm really happy. So um, it's, it's funny. 
Uh, I've met some people on the road who are running away from their their home situation, you know, running away from <coughs> maybe bad relationships or a broken family. Uh, but I've met just as many people on the road that have a great family situation. I'm going to go pee real quick. Sure, man. Keep yeah. talking. <laughs> I'm going to talk to myself. I can hear you. <coughs> no, but, um, yeah, it's interesting. It's really interesting. And I see some... I see some correlation in, in the way that people grew up, you know, in, in the in the, in the ways that they they live on the road. Uh, you know, the traveler community, you know, the like the traveler kids that just kind of yeah, yeah yeah hang out in the park and yeah they're basically homeless yeah they travel yeah but it, uh, in a lot of those kids are like have found a new family. In the people that they travel and live with. They come from broken homes. Yeah, and a lot, so many of those people come from broken homes. And I met some guys in Bolinas that were like, you know what, man? Uh, My family was terrible. Yeah. And I I just don't have anything really to keep me where I grew up. There's no reason to stay there. And he said, I want to see the world, and this is the way I can do it, you know. And these people that I'm with right now are my family. And uh, it's really cool, you know. It's cool to see people gain relationships on the road that kind of replace broken relationships from their past sometimes. Yeah. Um, Yeah, But then, like, for you and I who have good families and good friends back home, it's awesome to also see how your life uh, in your relationships are, like, supplemented so much you know, it's a, it just things get a lot stronger to the point that I have a huge group of friends at home that I would never replace in a million years. They're fantastic human people, and I miss them all the time. But I've also met so many fucking awesome people on the road, too. So it's really cool uh, to break out of that kind of comfort zone and break out of the, that day-to-day thing and and see how your life I don't know, comes full circle in a lot of ways. Because as much as I love my friends at home and the people that I I grew up with, I don't know anybody that's, well, with the exception of one guy who, like, runs off to Mexico every time he gets enough money in the bank because he he just loves it down there. Uh, But I don't know anybody that lives the way I do um, from home. You know what I mean? Oh, from back home? No. Yeah, not a single person. No, same. Uh, my, My... Really, really good friend Aaron Reese. Uh, he speaks Spanish and loves uh, South and Central America. Uh, so anytime that he gets a chance, he, he works six months and travels for until the money runs out. And then he'll go back home, work, and then he'll travel until the money runs out. So he, he and I bond a lot. And he was such a huge blessing to have, you know, growing up in high school and through college. Because I think we had that wander, wandering spirit. Um, but other than that, you know, I haven't really been able to meet people that vibe on that level, you know, on that want to travel and get out and go places level. So it's been a huge blessing to, to get out on the road and, and kind of supplement some of those relationships that I didn't have growing up, you know, with people that I was the outdoor kid, man. I did not want to go inside and play Mario Kart. You know, I did not give a shit about what the Pacers or the Colts or the Yankees were doing. I I did not want to be inside watching TV. I didn't want to be sitting in somebody's room 
trading baseball cards. I wanted to be outdoors. And I've met so many people this way uh, that shared that. It's been really nice. We've smoked a lot of pot. There's a lot of tangents here. There's a lot of tangents. There's a lot of tangents. We should smoke more. Yeah, for um, sure. <laughs> yeah, I... I never owned... A, well, I can't say that. I, I, My parents were given Nintendo... Like an original Nintendo. <laughs> and... Oh, okay. uh, they get, well, we, we were, my sister and I, you know, my parents gave gave it to us, basically. Uh-huh. But, I mean, and we didn't play it that much, but that was really the only, like, gaming system we had, you know. Yeah. I'm 29 now, I mean, so, when I was around, there was, you know, N64, uh, Sega Genesis, um, a lot of stuff was oh, out, yeah. you know, we, gaming systems were... <laughs> coming of age. Yeah, like, yeah for we, sure. Atari was it, when I was... In you know elementary school, well I shouldn't. The original Nintendo was around, but Atari was definitely the shit. shit. Careful, yeah, that's a hot rock. Um, but we came of age in a time that like the world changed more so. Like, the world's changed in the last fifty years more than it's changed the last five hundred years. You know For what sure. I mean? In terms of innovation and how things are changing, yeah. um, that might also be a reason that some of us like kind of reverted to uh simpler times yeah i don't know old souls or that yeah I've, I've yeah i've just i was never into that it wasn't that my parents i don't i don't ever think i ever asked for like an n64 you know it wasn't on my wish list for christmas yeah, or I've birthday never, ever so my parents never got it, it for me i'm sure if it was i would have gotten it you know but yeah i was into other stuff i was into like guitar and i was into uh, skateboarding or roller, you know, roller yeah. skating or just being outside with my friends and, um, but yeah, lots of exploring, lots of building forts and playing in the creeks and and things like that. You know, I think if you weren't that type of person, it's going to be tough for you to to really get, you know, why this is cool. Yeah, um, for sure. Not to say that you won't ever understand it, but for someone to like never ever you know for us it's like coming back full circle like you said and reverting back to how we were when we were kids but if we never knew that you know how could we revert back to it so who's to say that this would be the option that we chose you know while not knowing you know Mm -hmm. that kind of experience at all um but yeah i remember camping with my folks and we went on, a, like, a two-week RV trip through, like, Colorado and New Mexico and, like, all these really rad places. I guess it was, like, our summer break or something, but my sister and I, my mom and my my dad, and um, we had this, like, 24-foot RV, and we just, like, camped all over. One Great trip, like, you know. I, I think for me also, like, with my folks, they, they took me places. You know, I was able to... Being from South Africa, I had a lot of family that moved kind of everywhere yeah. after the apartheid ended. Um, uh, Australia, we went to Canada, we went all over the United States, you know, Florida every year, uh, Mexico multiple times, and RV trip here, and uh, cruises and things like that. So I saw things. I knew that Dallas wasn't the only option, and I think that's why I never became fully that type of person and I kind of reverted back and, and pulled away and, and left yeah. Dallas and that, that city um, 
because of that, you know. Yeah. I, I kind of remembered that, hey, that's really what I really dug. Like, I love that. I want to travel more. I want to see more. I re remember experiencing that, thinking, wow, this is awesome. But, wow, it would be a lot cooler if my folks weren't here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, sure. um, yeah, I mean, just to, for us, I mean, we've been literally picking up the map and just saying, hey, which route do we want to take? And yeah. We haven't been driving a lot, you know. Obviously, the, when we got out here, it, it took us about five hours, six mm -hmm. yeah, hours. Yeah, the first day was a trek, um, but we had a destination. At that yeah, point. but since then, we've been driving 30 minutes, maybe to an hour, maybe two hours per day. Yeah. And just kind of camping along the way. Um, you know, the, the eastern side of California, there's a lot of, a lot less cities and things like that. Yeah. Uh, a lot more forest, a lot more desert, a lot more wilderness, and a lot less people Especially during the week, that's Man, one of the greatest things now. Challenge. You know, it's not summer, which is great because it's not hot. Super uh, comfortable. It actually drops in temperature yeah. so much. We're right wearing now. pants and a jacket right now. Um, yeah, it was I just pretty put warm today. Socks and shoes on it. It's cold. Yeah. Um, might be cold out here tonight, but yeah, whatever. We got a lot of wood here. Try to keep this fire going. Um, stars look awesome. Yeah, it's nice got like a little thumbnail moon thing going on yeah it's really special no coyotes here. not a single howl or what nothing i was well, surprised by that are there coyotes in the mojave desert i'm sure there are i would think so i haven't heard them i i haven't seen much of anything i, I think in the three two days we've been out here i saw two lizards and a bird you know oh that bird yeah yeah it's crazy no, yeah though. that's true I think a lot of stuff still high. You know, it's still pretty cold at night and, sure. and and not super warm during the day. I think this is one of the most. It's the perfect time to be out here. Yeah. I'm glad we got. Uh, I actually just got a text message yesterday saying, um, asking if I was going to be around for this summer and spring and summer for uh, surf camps and and lessons and all that. So mm. I committed to that. So. Um, I'll be doing that for, you know, three, four months, a little longer maybe, and just kind of stacking away cash. And then I think after that, I'm going to probably head north and work more during that the season, um, stack more cash, and then like 2017 hit it hard. Yeah. Or, you know, and I don't know. There's obviously I'm still going to be doing all these like shorter trips. I just oh yeah, you know, the, the continual. That's the great thing about San Diego is you can Ugh. get away for yeah, you awesome. know three days, four days, um, or a week. It's a great There's thing about so California. many spots to go. You can go south. You can go southeast. Yeah. You can go east. You can go. California you know, is a freaking honey north. hole of great places to go. It's unbelievable. You came from Texas. Uh, no disrespect to Texas, but Austin is awesome. Uh, I've never been too many other places. Austin, I don't even like. I mean, yeah, no, Austin's cooler Austin. than probably any other city in Dallas. Yeah. Um, well, I'm just saying that Texas. South, Southwest Texas, man. Yeah, it's, I, I, I'm sure it's awesome. But when you go, like, side to side, top to bottom in Texas, things don't change that much. Uh, California... Uh, if you go literally two hours north, two hours south, you could be in an entirely different place. If yeah. you go from San Diego to Los Angeles, I mean, good God, you meet entirely different people. Everything <coughs> is different. If you go from 
San, or, you know, when I was living in the Bay Area down to Santa Cruz, it's like almost like a little mini San Diego. California yeah. is fantastically different. I in like it. Like all that. directions. It's the best. Very cool. It's the best state ever, in my humble opinion. Because you can kind of pick where you should live, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, sure. I kind of like surfing. I'm kind of like a family guy. I'm going to go to Encinitas, <laughs> yeah, you know? Right. Or Santa Cruz. Yeah. Like, you, well, you could be, uh, you know, you could live on the coast in the bay if you can afford to and go to Tahoe in two hours and you can ski right. all, all winter long right. and then go back to a fairly mild climate where it never snows and you can walk around, you know, in a nice jacket. Right. It's just the coolest place. I mean, hence why everybody that, you know, lives out here. That's why it costs a damn fortune I mean, to live out here. It's cool. It's funny. Some, I can't remember who it was. I, they were in town from some other country, but, um, they basically asked, like, are there a lot of, you know, are there pro surfers that live here in San Diego? And it oh, was yeah. like, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, almost every pro surfer lives here in I San Diego. In Cal, you know, <laughs> if they live, if they're from California. Yeah. Yeah. Southern California is cool. It's very different. It's, uh, well, San Diego is very cool. It's very different. But even San Diego has some hot spots and pockets. Well, even just from OB to PB, you know, just across the bay. I mean, that's a totally different vibe. You're going to get, like, a very relaxed, hippie vibe, you know, with a lot of traveler kids. And then in PB, you won't see one traveler kid. You won't see, you know, one hippie. Yeah. I mean, it's all college kids and surfers and families, and that's it. So, yeah, it's it's cool. It's unique. I like being able to go in between both and Mm kind of, you know. Getting tired. Yeah. <laughs> well, we should probably end this then, and uh, can always do like a campfire diaries part two. Yeah, for sure, we got time. Uh, but uh, yeah, guys, thanks for hanging out with us. While we wind down, for we'll sure. be today's Monday. We'll be on the road till Thursday, so we made you one or two more of these and just talk about random things. Have a good night. Yeah. Adios. Stay safe. Make sure to uh, ask any questions if you have. My blog moderndaynomad.tumblr.com You can also follow me on Instagram at myamericandreamtour and shoot questions over from there and I'll answer them on here. Good night.